are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'm reading today from Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, verse 13. You know, some of these modernists and liberals and backscratchers and air ticklers and compromisers and lovey-dovey, fatherhood of God, brotherhood of man preachers, who talk so much about the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, I wish they would preach from these verses and really get down under the skin one time. Here they are. Matthew 5, 13, Ye are the salt of the earth. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, city shall on a hill, cannot be hid, neither men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, so that it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, I don't suppose we'll use except verse 13. I might make some remarks at the close of the message on the rest of the verses, but salt is what I'm talking about. Now, verse 13, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Now, I'm sure you've heard many sermons on salt. I'm sure you have. And, of course, usually when we preach on salt, we hear an outline something like this. Salt seasons, salt purifies, salt preserves, and salt sweetens. Well, that's true. You can take a grapefruit that's a little bit tart and sour, and you put a little salt on it, and really it sweetens it. It certainly does. And, of course, a few grains of salt in coffee makes coffee mellow and sweeter. That's right. That's a fact. Now, all of that is true. Salt seasons. Why, certainly, uh, if you uh, take some beans out on your plate and there's not one grain of salt in them, I trust, I trust that I'll never come to the place. I may. I may come to the place that I can't have any salt. I'm not supposed to eat too much salt now. High blood. But I trust that I'll never see the day when I can't eat any salt. Because beans without salt, bread without salt is flat and drab. And certainly it's not tasty. So, salt seasons, salt purifies, sure. I was reared on the farm. We'd kill hogs. And I can see my old dad now rubbing the salt in those hams and shoulders. Oh, yeah. Salt purifies. Salt preserves. Oh, yeah. Uh, It keeps and and preserves. and, And it sweetens, yeah. Now, that's all good. That's all good. But, beloved, listen. That's not all that salt does. If you rub it in... It irritates, and it stings, and it burns. And Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Now, we are supposed to season our conversation. And, and, and one reason why, now listen, one reason why some Christians get embarrassed when they go in some places of business, there's no reflection on any place of business, it can happen anywhere. And they, they're in a place of business, and somebody starts telling a dirty, filthy joke or cussing or swearing. One reason why we Christians get embarrassed many times is because we 
do not sweeten the conversation with godly and righteous language. If we would start a conversation about Jesus and the Bible and Christianity and righteous things, I tell you, that other bunch wouldn't start cussing and swearing and telling dirty jokes. You know why? The salt in our seasoned conversation of grace would irritate those fellas, and they'd either keep their mouth shut or they would quietly steal away. Now, that's right. When you go in a place of business where there is liable, now, maybe men gather there, maybe women gather there, there's liable to be blasphemy, there is liable to be dirty jokes, there is liable to be filthy conversation. If you want to put a stop to it, just start humming amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. Just tell somebody how good God's been to you. And I'll guarantee you, they'll keep their cussing language quiet. Amen. Salt irritates. Salt sweetens. But the same salt that sweetens and the same salt that preserves will irritate if you rub it in. And I say, brother, before they rub their cussing in on us and before they rub their dirty jokes in on us, then God bless you, just rub it in on them. A lot of times, my friend... You go in a place to eat, and I'll tell you right now, if there's loud talking and loud laughing, you bow your head and in a sweet, kind, gentle way say grace. Now, don't be, God bless you, like the hypocrites. Don't stand up and say, you folks, shut up and let us pray. Now, they won't appreciate that. Listen, there's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. I don't believe you should be ashamed to pray anywhere. And I don't believe that you should be ashamed to pray out loud anywhere. But there's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way. Be as wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Rub salt into them, whether they like it or not. And you, in a place, bow your head. Shut your eyes. Bow your head. Shut your eyes. And let one member of your party say grace. Say it sweet and nice and kind and gentle and calm. And, brother, that'll rub more salt in their hides than you could ever rub in by demanding them to shut up and let you pray. Now, there's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way. We are to sweeten the conversation. We are to sweeten the atmosphere. But while we sweeten it, we're automatically rubbing in salt. Amen. The salt that sweetens also irritates if it's rubbed in. And we need to rub it in. We're salt. Amen. Rub it in. Now then, uh, in John chapter 17 and verse 14, John 17 and verse 14, this is the Lord's Prayer. This is really the prayer that should be called the Lord's Prayer. John 17, 14, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now listen, Jesus said, I have given them thy word, the word of God, born-again people. And the world hath hated them. The world hates them. Why? Because they're not of the world. They're not of the world. I was not of the world. I'm not of the world. They're not of the world, and therefore the world hates them. Now, I want to say this. You listen to me. You listen to Oliver Green. And whether you like it or not, if you read your Bible, you'll have to agree that it's true. There is entirely too much fellowship between the church and the world in the wrong way. Now, we're not to be stuck up, holier than thou, sanctimonious, 
and religiously proud. No! But God bless you, you are not to have fellowship with the world. You have the church today filled up with the world, and you know it as well as I know it. Even some churches have dances in the basement. Now, notice I said churches, church buildings. Church buildings. They have dances, parties, even uh, sponsor worldly amusements where beer is served and gambling is carried on. Oh, yes, in the name of the church, in the name of religion. Beloved, that's not Christianity. You can mark it down. Jesus said, the world hated me and the world will hate them. And I'm going to tell you, a consecrated, dedicated, separated, spirit-filled, soul-free Christian irritates the world. And that's right. Now, you listen to what I'm saying. You listen to what I'm saying, beloved. If your conversation is seasoned with salt, you're not wanted at a card party. You're not wanted at a liquor party. You're not wanted at a beer party. You're not wanted in a dance hall if you're humming in the sweet by and by and quoting the 23rd Psalm. Oh, oh, but you say, now, wait a minute, Brother Green. Wait a minute. There's a place for all things. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you admit that. Thank you. There is a place for all things. That's the reason you don't hear anybody humming in the sweet by and by. Well, you say, preacher, I tell you, I've seen folks dance to when the saints go marching in. That's all right. They're going to dance again one day. Any, any man, any person, anybody that will take God Almighty's songs and, and put them to jazz and dance by God's songs and drag God's songs into boogie-woogie rock and roll, God's songs, the songs of Zion, the songs of the church, they'll dance, they'll dance. But it'll be in hell, they'll dance if they don't get saved and get forgiveness for dragging God's holy songs into the worldly, ungodly music and dancing by. Now, I, I warn you, brother, I warn you, I warn you in love. Yes, there is a place for the sweet by and by. There is a place for the 23rd Psalm. And that's the reason a soul to Christian is not found in the hell holes of the devil. Now put it down. Rub it in. You're not of the world. The world will hate you if you're salty. If, you're, if your language, your songs, your witnessing, your walking, your talking, your actions, and your life is filled with salt, you won't be welcomed at an ungodly gathering. Mark it down. Just as true as true can be. Now, the church today has become very, very popular. All, yes, all of the world. Shindigs, knock-down, drag-out parties, suppers, dances, all kinds of games and all... Well, you say, Brother Green, don't you believe in the right kind of recreation? I certainly do. I certainly do. I believe that Christian people should give the young people wholesome Christian recreation. But don't turn God's house into a social center nor a cafeteria. That's not right. There's a place for it. God said, My house shall be a house of prayer. And you've made it a house and a den of thieves and a house of merchandise. I believe the sanctuary and I believe God's house should be a place of prayer and a place that's sanctified to the study of God's Word and prayer. And I believe the right kind of Christian recreation should be on the outside of God's house. I certainly do. 
I believe in Christian recreation, clean Christian fun and recreation for the young people. But don't stink up God's house with a bunch of hot dogs, smothered onions, and coffee pots. Amen. Let's keep God's building and God's house different from any other building in the whole world. Let's keep it a house of prayer, not a house of merchandise. Now, I say, brother, we don't have enough salt in our Christianity today. Too much sugar, too much sugar, and too little salt. I thank God for salt. I'd hate to know that all the salt had been taken out of the world. But I say this, salt, salt irritates as well as sweetens. And when you, as a church member, comfortably fit into every gathering of the world, you are a good mixer. Salt isn't. Uh-uh. No, salt isn't. No, sir. No, sir, brother. Salt will sweeten one thing and irritate another. Under one condition, salt sweetens. Under another, it irritates. Oh, yes. Under one condition, it purifies. Unto, uh, un, unto another uh, condition, it hurts. So salt is not a good mixer. No. you got some preachers. They can mix in a prayer meeting or a card party or a cocktail party. Oh, yeah. Got some church members. They can mix in a prayer meeting or they can mix in a poker game. Oh, yeah. Cocktail party, beer party, wine party. You know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. And I say to you, we don't have enough salt. And we're not rubbing it in. Ye are the salt of the earth. Now, if you're a salty Christian, well and good. But if you're not, Jesus said it. Now, you'll have to get in touch with him. And if you get mad with me, you're unfair. Because I didn't say it. I didn't have anything to do with saying it. I didn't write the Bible. And God didn't ask me if it'd be all right to put this in the Bible. So you don't need to get mad with me, and if you get mad with me, you're unfair. You're not, you're not fair. You're not giving me my just dues. You'll have to get mad with Jesus because these words are in red. If you're using a red-letter Bible, Jesus spoke them. He said, if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? If the salt has lost its saltiness, then wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth, after it loses its saltiness, it is good for nothing. Good for nothing. Good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. Just walk on it. That's all it's fit for. It's good for nothing. God have mercy. God have mercy. May the Holy Spirit never ride over Oliver Green's name, good for nothing. He's good for nothing. He's not salty. He has lost his saltiness. He has lost his savor. He's good for nothing but to be cast out and walked on under the foot of men. Now, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you're not salty, you're good for nothing. If you claim to be a Christian, if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, if you claim to be a child of God, and you've lost your saltiness, you're good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. May that never be said about me, and God grant that that never be said about you, my dear Christian friend. Then he goes on to say, you are the light of the world. Men do not light a, light a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a candlestick so it gives light to all that's in the house. And then 
Jesus said, Let your light shine so that men will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, I wonder if my works and I wonder if my life and my testimony is bringing glory to God or am I a disgrace? Am I good for nothing but to be cast out? God to help me to wake up. God help you by the radio to wake up. God help you to see and to know that we born again, children of God, are the salt of the earth. I will say this. I believe that civilization would rot if it were not for the godly mothers and daddies, boys and girls, left on this earth. If it were not for pure Christianity, civilization would literally rot. Am I salty? Are you salty? Be God's salty Christian and rub it in. Amen. Rub it in. Stand up for Jesus. Let your light shine for Jesus. Be a salty Christian and stand for him wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNBBC.com for Christian music you can trust.